All right, welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 94. I love the dough. And we are back with our Black Business Series, and tonight we have Mr. Grant Thompson of the DC Shy Pie in the house. Welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, oh, no, man. Look, we, we are we're glad that you could sit in with us tonight. Um, you know, for those who don't know who Grant Thompson is, by the time we are signing off tonight, you will know who this man is. Um, so he's got a lot of great things that he's doing. Um, we're going to get there in a second. Uh, but, fellas, what's up? E, what's good, man? Another week. Um, I'll spare the uh, the dramatic. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, so we here on the Thursday and uh, just looking for a great show, man. You know, and uh, the weather sucked here today. It was overcast. You know, I don't know what these clouds look like out here. So. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Grant, E is in Cali, just by the way. So wow, he's wow. always talking about how beautiful the weather. Good, just good. Just no good. Misery loves company. Exactly. <laughs> CB was good, brother. Hey, man. If we're talking about weather, you know, it got cold this week. Um, I, we were supposed to actually start uh, softball last night. You know, I was telling you, had to drive out to Bethesda for some socially distanced softball. And uh, after we got out there, because um, it was like 45 degrees out there last night, uh, yeah. the other team forfeited. So um, <laughs> I drove all the way out there, yo. I drove all the way out there um, to then, like maybe forty-five minutes before we were supposed to play. We get the call, like, "Oh no, nah, the other team's not showing up." So, like, all right, well, I guess it's time to uh, go back home and eat a treat because <laughs> I, I did have a treat waiting for me when I got back. So, and um, you know what? I made sure I came to Falls Church last night. And uh, I left something at your doorstep. Well, your sister-in-law has it. But yeah. uh, there was no way that we could have Gran on and not have tried the product. <laughs> right. I mean, we have to have we have to have some kind of testimony or, you know, just tell him how we feel about his product. And we haven't gotten there quite yet. So we're going to we're going to get there. Yep. Um, I sent uh, John over there today. Uh, he This is John right here talking about. He been sleeps since lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> the pie is the truth. Marcus, what's up? Yeah, the pie. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. These are other testimonies. Me and CB, <laughs> these are nowhere near the comments that me and CB have um, for you right now. Okay. But uh, with that, fellas, uh, that's right. We're working on the West Coast, getting it out to you on the West Coast, man. Hey, say less, man. I, I the, the way that everybody's talking about it, it's, it's a good thing to wait for. So I'm here for it. We we do mail orders. We just haven't uh, tested the West Coast market yet. We've gone as far as Texas. Okay. I think E is a good person to be a uh, he can be a tester for you. He'll be a subject. We're gonna talk. Okay. Um, all right, so fellas, this is a start. Um, so that image right there, right there. You know, uh, if you don't know who that is, you guys have been sleeping in a rock for pretty much part majority of your lifetime. But uh, yesterday was the fifth year, five years since Prince has been been gone, and it still feels like yesterday. Like time, first of all, we, we know through this pandemic how how fast time can go, how slow it can go. I mean, it still feels like we're 
sitting here and I just got sent home in March trying to figure it all out. I'm going to work from home. Wow. But that was a year and this has been five years. And, you know, I think it still hits the same every 21st. Uh, you know, they play all this music and throughout the year, obviously I listen to the music all the time and it just, it just hits different. So we'll, let's, we'll go around. Um, you guys can share your thoughts, how you feel um, about this. Yeah, we can start with you. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of funny that, that in a, in a way to talk about it, right. That um, Prince would have been the ideal person for the verse, right. Um, uh, just imagine, imagine the fact that he, you know, he would have been the dude that would have showed everybody, I'm about to play all these instruments for this one song that I wrote, you know what I mean? And, and it, it would have like showed his talent. And I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, um, I think that it comes with a, a sense of, you know, you, you, you kind of wrap around like who these guys, you know, who these people were to us when they were here. Uh, when they're gone, you, you you take a little bit more time to, uh, if you will, ingest the music, you know, in a different light. Um, and then you still have the light side where, you know, there's no way that if you see a Chappelle show that you're not watching the episode of him doing Prince. So, you know, you, you it's just that thing that's going to live on forever. That Absolutely. It is always going to be in a good light, you know, at the end of the day. I got a question. Do you think that Prince would have done a versus? I I, I think well, no. I'll answer first. I think he would have did what what a Deand what they had D'Angelo do, which would have been he would have had his own set, right? Yeah. Because he's just such great of a art. I mean, he's got first of all, there's no way they ain't got enough time in a day for us to listen to everything that his Prince catalog, yeah. But I, I feel like something like that, you got to let him just do his own thing. And I think he would have and I think he would have liked the fact that he would have been able to reach out to the ones that have not listened to him before mm -hmm. and given them the opportunity to to like see how talented he was and what he's put his, uh, you know, his hands on. I mean, who would you who could you possibly pin against him if if it came down to him doing a versus there would there would be I mean, there's only two people that are living that you could probably do it for. I mean, you could, there could have been a, a baby face just because of the catalog. Yeah. Not necessarily quality. I mean, baby face has quality music, just the catalog. I mean, it may be Quincy Jones, just production side and catalog as well. I mean, cause you can pin the Michael records, but that's what everybody wanted anyway. They would, they would want try to pin the Michael records against the Prince records. And of course. that's how it always happens. Uh, CB go for it. So it's been five years and me and you have worked together now like six or seven. So you being one of the biggest Prince fans of my collective friend group, like that's how I kind of think about this. Cause I remember being at the job and us getting the news, like us kind of, you know, thinking that something was, was going to be happening and, you know, seeing how it directly affected you, bro, because that was one of those, um, you know, like you celebrated your 10th anniversary with the company. What did you do for your, you know, your like special gift? You know yeah, what I mean? They, they sent me to Paisley Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it just goes to show the impact that this man had as like an artist 
um, you know, on other people's lives and stuff. And it's something that the music lives on forever. Um, the performances that, you know, we, we have are things that we can always go back to. This time of year, you know, it's not the same timing, but it, it makes me think back to the Super Bowl performance. You know, yep. some of those like iconic um, performances that we can think of. And, you know, it, it ends up being a good reminder to celebrate life because, you know, even recently with X passing and everything, like it, we've been talking about trying to give people their flowers while they're still here. So, you know, we don't always want to just be reminiscing back about how, um, you know, a particular artist or whatever makes us feel, you know, uh, let's try to make sure that we're giving them their due while they're here. And yeah. so when, you know, this kind of stuff comes up, it's more just a celebration of their life than anything else. Grant, you got anything? So I was, um, speaking of the Super Bowl, um, in 2018, we were in Minneapolis at the Super Bowl because I'm a huge Eagles fan. And I was there to, to witness the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And they did an homage just by virtue of the fact that the game was played in uh, in uh, Minneapolis. They did an homage to Prince. And um, I believe it was Bruno Mars. And not Bruno Mars, I'm sorry, um, Maroon 5, uh, Outcast, and somebody else. They were like the halftime guests. And the set that they did, I might be mixing. I'm, I'm not sure because I've been to a few Super Bowls. But the set that they did and how they just turned the whole stadium purple and just the tribute that they paid the Prince was just out of this world. And it, the, the other thing is, uh, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but thinking in terms of his fifth, the fifth anniversary of his death, and on the backdrop of that, what just took place in Minneapolis. Absolutely. Minnesota has been going through it. Well, that yeah. area, St. Paul, Minneapolis, has been going through it for the last past five years. And I wonder, you know, if he was alive, what his impact would be Absolutely. in the whole thing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, And then couple of groups that I'm in, people chime in and they, they talk about that all the time, how just the feel of the area has changed since his passing. You had Philando Castile. Actually, the verdict came down for Philando Castile's um, the cops against him uh, when I was there visiting Paisley Park. We were getting ready to go visit St. Paul and the verdict came in. I was like, we're, no, we're going nowhere near St. Paul. <laughs> we're going to stay <laughs> in Minneapolis. Wow. Because um, that area, just the vibe of that area. I mean, I'm a huge music fan. And one thing that I wanted to do when I went there was I wanted to go to a local spot and just find, and listen to a local artist play music because that just, yeah, mint condition that came out of that area. I mean, you got the time that came out of that area. I mean, there are, and then a bunch of proteges that have come out of that area. And it's just, a music town and during the warmer months that area is beautiful mm -hmm. it makes you it almost puts you in a, a hypnosis and want to move there but then when you figure about those those winters that they talk about that 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 might wipe a lot of that stuff away but um yeah it just doesn't feel like five years i know the music will always be there and then every year they the estate has released you know some type type of you know new music or a revamped previous released album with 90 songs on it and stuff like that. And they're, they're trying their best to give you the, the feel, but you know, with knowing with the, the family still fighting over money and 
the state being in limbo, and you just don't know these releases are for the greed. I mean, it, it's probably filling in two voids. You know, it's it's going to bring money in, but then it's also it's kind of satisfying the fan. But you know, I think you you know you should have put somebody that actually knows the mu that would knows the music in charge of kind of the releases knows what he wants. But you know. Five years, uh, and then that's a good segue in, into this. It's going to be more than five years um, for this guy right here, hopefully, right? Um, so I, I found the best picture I could find. It was between this one or the mugshot. And I think this one just represents represents the best I could I could bring. And I tried to find his inmate number. I wrote it down somewhere. I can't find my notes, but the verdict came in. I mean, I think we've all been emotionally attached to this story this case for the last past year we've been all we've been all quarantined for the most part so you can't help but to be engulfed in it plus the video exists and monday i sat and watched the um, closing arguments from both sides and i'm just sitting here thinking like if you're the defense i mean you the, the man is i guess he's owed a fair trial but where do you how can you even sway i know it only takes us one person but where do you begin to sway and you start bringing in carbon monoxide poison, uh, a rowdy crowd. You got all that, but then you have nine minutes and 21 seconds of footage that kind of, that you get emotionally attached to, that you can see. I can't see him breathing in carbon monoxide. I can't, I don't see a, a unruly crowd. I see a crowd that's fighting for this man's life, somebody who they don't even know, asking somebody who they don't even know to think about this guy, get up off of him. Um, but I know when that verdict came down, you know, I was cautiously just wait awaiting because we know how it should go, but we know how the what the past has said how it's gonna go, right? We've lived through these things before, a bunch of us, a bunch of times. Um, so Grant, how did you feel about that? Were you emotionally involved in this case? I was. Um, my wife and I were like glued to the television, uh, and even the after comments on MSNBC and other news outlets. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I grew up without my dad in my house, but while my father was living, my father would promise that he was coming to get us. We wait on the porch all day and he wouldn't show up. And it kind of, it, it kind of, you know, it's reminiscent to that feel that we have these cases time after time and we sit, sit with bated breath, waiting for a verdict that's going to benefit us. And the evidence is clear, but it never does. And this time, you know, it was, it was totally the opposite and it was refreshing, but even still we can't rest on our laurels because just the same day that they did this verdict, this verdict came back, the young girl in, in uh, Columbus, Ohio was shot. So um, we still have a long ways to go, but this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. CB? I think that um, it, it it's encouraging, obviously, because it seems like we're starting to get some accountability, which is something that we have not had. And we know that it's been obvious with how these cases have been going on, you know, the last, these last couple of years, especially with the, the heightened awareness and the, the scrutiny that's been put on them. So 
Um, it did feel like a small victory overall just because of what happened the same day. So it was like we couldn't even go a full day without the same topic, you know, still taking center stage for, for the wrong reasons. And so um, it, it's, it's encouraging. Um, I'm not confident that he's going to get, what, the 75-year maximum that he would be eligible for. Um, kind of interested to see how all that plays out. But for account, the, the sake of accountability, like this is a step in the right direction because this is, um, like we've been saying, we were waiting cautiously optimistic about what could happen, but still somewhat surprised when we got, you know, guilty on all three. But that, that's the thing. We shouldn't have to feel that way, you know? So um, it's one of those things where I don't think any of us should, you know, take this as this is the Super Bowl. You know, this is just another game during the regular season. We're not even, exactly. you know, we're right. not even there yet. Right. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to cut through it. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't have an emotion. Um, I think, I think it's just, like I said, we've talked about this throughout the process. You know, was the outcome great? Uh, yes. You know, what is, what we're focused on is the accountability, but, you know, like you said, somebody lost their life in order for this to take place. We still have numerous of, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I can't help but to say it, but like, man, this country really just don't love us. And, you know, the, the smallest victory that we just received is still not, it, 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 it doesn't do anything for the pain that we've been dealing with for the amount of years that we've had been dealing with it. Right. So it's hard to adjust to say that you get excited for that 30 seconds, but then realize, like you said, then the news is something else happens. You know what I mean? And it's just it just kind of reminds you that uh, it, it's you know, we definitely got a far ways to go. And you just hope that it, it's always about it's always been about the spark that's going to change what's been in place for so long. Um, let's just say I hope I'm here to see that change at least be ignited, you know, for our kids to, to uh, bear witness to what, you know, should be a, a better society at the end of the day. Right. I mean, I agree. The change, it's just a start. I mean, this has to put a little bit of, you know, maybe not fear is not the good word, but it has to put some of these cops uh, on notice that, you know, 12 people are tired of, What's been going on? I mean, who knows what would happen if there was no video? Because the report didn't show, didn't tell what was actually on the video, right? Mm -hmm. um, I did want to hear from him. I did, you know, I knew he, he wouldn't testify. Some people thought he would. But at that point, I mean, he obviously thought he was going to, he could win. But, you know, I know testifying would open up a lot of, a big can of worms regarding him and everything else. But I did want to hear from him, you know, what the thought process of just, you know, the, the mindset, not that it would, it would change anything, but you, I do want to hear, I did want to hear, I mean, now, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest. I mean, he was out on bail and now, you know, you go from having the world at your disposal. Now you're under somebody else's control in a box 
I, I, you know, your mindset has to change. Uh, and then he's got eight weeks before he's going to get his um, sentencing. But look, eight minutes is a long time in prison. Mm-hmm. I can't and getting to eight weeks. If you never served a day, eight weeks is going to feel a, like a hell of a long time for him. And then just to get the sentencing to find out how much more longer he's got to go. But I did want to hear from him. And we can do that. We'll go around one more time. Did you did you want to hear from him? Do you want to hear from him? I did. I did want to hear from him. Uh, I, I kind of figured that we wouldn't. But I think it was just he, his... It, it, his his just arrogance, in my opinion, was so offensive. Um, you know, to think that you you're just going through you know procedural things because at the end of the day, I'm walking, and that's the mentality of the blue line. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you it doesn't matter. You can do the most egregious thing to you know a black man, and we're still going to get it. I don't care if they have a video. And I don't have to testify because the blue line is going to hold me down. And that to see that broken, to see that whole system just not make a difference um, was just, it was refreshing. You know, the, at, at, at best it was refreshing to see. I kind of figured that he didn't have a, a chance once I found out the chief was going to testify against him. Um, they were going to convict him of something because that's just unheard of. That yep. was that was just you know so unprecedented. You don't have the chief of a police department testify against another officer. They they'll go in the back room, slap him on the wrist, but they have a united front. And to see him, I, I heard an interview. Uh, someone asked the chief, "What would he say if he was in a room alone?" with Mr. Chauvin, he said, I would never be in the room alone with this man. And this was before, you know, he testified. So just to hear that, and not because of the whole black and white dynamic, because you still have that and the blue line exists. Uh, But it was just refreshing for me. But I really would have loved to hear him testify just to justify every minute. Yep. I would like to hear you explain every minute when you thought it was necessary to take your knee off his neck and why not at this point or not, why not at this point here? I don't, I still haven't actually figured out if I really wanted to hear from him or not, or if I just had that feeling that if he did get up there, it was just going to be really for our own benefit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, cause Grant, like you were mentioning, there was a coldness to him the entire time from the, the first time we ever saw the video through all the proceedings that had to do, you know, uh, with the case and everything. And so I, you know, just from the outside looking in, it really felt like there was nothing that this man could say that was going to, redeem him in the eyes of the watching public. Um, you know, not to say that there isn't a large group out there that, you know, kind of feels like he was justified for, you know, one way or one reason or another, like for the vast majority of us that are human, we, 
we figured what was coming down the down the road, right? And it was one of those things where I didn't I could not see him actually being able to answer like what Grant was saying. He couldn't answer what was going through his mind every minute because if he did, we know that that answer is not good enough because a man lost his life when it was it didn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so um I I'm I'm fine. I think with him not having spoken, um, but it, it, I don't know if it would really have changed my perception of everything one way or another. I don't think that um, my opinion could really would have been swayed either way by having him speak based off of how everything had worked out anyways. And it was kind of unprecedented to have the like limited number of people from the defense like taking the stand compared to the prosecution. And, you know, if he's not even going to come to his own defense, you know, that it just kind of not to invoke another Dave Chappelle joke, but it sounded like open and shut case Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Uh, I didn't want to hear from him um, because there's nothing that he could have said that would have justified the means of what's in place. Um, and I think it would have only invoked uh, a bigger anger from a, from the crowd of uh, the people who didn't want to hear him. But then it would have also given fire to those people that would have, you know, who are on the other side that think that uh, I can do anything and, and I'm untouchable. Mm-hmm. So I think it played a good part that he did not get up there because it only takes uh, something of that demeanor to spark both sides to then do like this again. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, so uh, all I got to say is may God rest his soul because that's what he's got to deal with going forward. Mm-hmm. Else but his thoughts and his and, and the soul that he got left. So, Yep, absolutely. So Eric, I think Eric uh, commented that Black Will would have ate him alive. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, Shout out to uh, the prosecution legal team. That was a that was amazing. Put to, that team was amazing. Yeah, I, I I I I was around, you know, during the Johnny Cochran era and the OJ trial, and I just thought that their team was just superior in terms mm-hmm. of you know defending OJ Simpson, and he probably was as guilty as him, <laughs> but they got him off. <laughs> These guys, man, meticulously set and laid out a case against this guy that was so uh, undeniable mm-hmm. that that the jury had no other recourse but to convict. Right. And it it I, I it was I, I was proud to watch that. I was really proud to watch that. The last time about the heart comparison was phenomenal. Yeah, that's that oh, yeah. that that was a great closing statement. Yeah. I mean, it played on emotion. The whole thing is, is emotion-based. And at the end of the day, no matter what the defense says, there's a nine-minute video to go back to. Yeah, it spoke for itself. Yeah. Um, I, I love the part where they said, you can believe what you see. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 It's as simple. It's simple. It is what it is. What you see is what it is. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, we want to thank everybody for watching right now. First of all, if it's your first time joining us, like and subscribe. I got to say that. Uh, like our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video, all that good stuff. Um, we want to do something with it eventually. 
But uh, we are back. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done our Black Business Series, but hey, this is this is a good reason to bring it back. We weren't just going to bring it back for anybody. So tonight we have, from the DC Shy Pie, we have Mr. Grant Thompson. Um, again, welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you, guys. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna base this story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell a quick story how how Grant came to be for this week. First of all, it was it was it was fate because one, I didn't think we had anybody lined up and we were gonna do something. But my dad called me, and the first thing he started talking about, man, you've got to try this pizza. It's like uh, Marcus brought me a slice. Is Chicago deep dish, Chicago style deep dish pizza. He brought me a slice and it was amazing, phenomenal. Like he just went on and on and on. I was like, oh wow, okay, great. I was like, do you think we can get him on the show? I thought you two knew each other. He's like, oh no, I don't really know him. I said, like, okay. Next thing I know, I get a text. He's waiting on your phone call. We can make this happen. Like, so I called Grant and we had a 10-minute conversation, and bam, here we are tonight. So Grant, let's tell people what it what it is that you are what product you are pushing. Let's start with that because I, I said these I said pie, but go and tell everybody what it is. So it's it's a Chicago style deep dish pizza, and um, I just happen to have a love for Chicago style deep dish pizza. Um, if you don't mind, I, I I'll give you my elevator story real quick. Go for it. All right. Um, so. A year ago, almost to date, we were well, actually in March. We were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My best friend lives in Milwaukee. And we did a day trip. We were there for his birthday. We did a day trip to Chicago because it's only an hour away. Mm-hmm. And um, we, while we were there, after we were winding up our time in Chicago, we didn't want to leave the city without getting deep dish pizza. So we went to our favorite place uh, in Chicago to get deep dish. And it was crazy. We asked the police, um, you know, who was the best? Was it Giordano's or was it Lumonati's? And we asked everybody. We were in the mall asking people. And we asked, finally, we asked a couple of police officers. And they said, uh, hands down, it's Giordano's. So we went and had no idea that the wait just to get in to sit down and eat was two hours. And so they have a they have a uh, carryout where you can order frozen pies. Um, uh, it's a separate building attached to the restaurant. So we went in there and we ordered uh, two frozen pies, took them back to Milwaukee, put them in the oven when we got there ate. And I was just, well, coming home, we came home right into quarantine. Uh, we 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 literally came home right in right smack into the quarantine, and two weeks into the quarantine, my wife wants more deep dish pizza, so we we're gonna do a, a mail order, uh, and just have them you know ship it to us. And when we discovered that it was ninety dollars plus shipping, it's like yo, for ninety dollars, I'll make you a pizza. <laughs> That's literally how it started, and my wife held me to it. We went out the next day. And got a, um, a KitchenAid mixer. I got a recipe and put it together. And much to my surprise, the finished product was so just, it, it was beautiful. I couldn't believe I created it. I took pictures and put it on social media. And 
Timing is everything because at that particular time, everybody's at home. Everybody wants something to eat, but everybody, you know, everything is shut down. So how do we get our hands on that? And that became the thing. And a month later, it was about a month and a half later, it was a full-fledged business. We perfected the pies and and the first two pies we made, it was a sausage pepperoni and it was a veggie pie. The sausage, and I didn't know anything about making pizza. Our pepperoni was like that thick. It wasn't the thin stuff we use now, but it was, it was thick. And so we had our own little um, focus group with my sons and my, my daughter-in-laws and, and everybody here uh, tasting it. Yo, this is delicious. The crust is, this is delicious. And uh, well, dad, try to use thinner pepperoni next time, or, you know, that thing. But it came together and we, we've gone through a change of the pans that we use. We've gone through a change of, you know, um, the quality of the ingredients. We've increased the quality and all of that. And what we have now as our finished product is what people are raving about. And it's something that took on a life of its own. Yeah. Um, it's kind of wild because I haven't had. So our guest last week, my buddy Earl, who um, one of the owners of Crooked Crab. So if you didn't watch last week's episode, tune into that, uh, especially if you're a, a beer drinker. Um, had okay. some fun, fun stuff with that. Um, but he had his bachelor party in Chicago. And so um, one of the we based the entire trip around hitting up these breweries that were in Chicago wow. and then trying to make sure that we got Giordano's pizza as many times as we could in like the four days that we were there. Wow. So, um, I hadn't, and this was, I don't know, probably six, seven years ago at this point. And so um, literally I hadn't had deep dish up at like since like it, cause there, there aren't places in Northern Virginia, like in the area really that do any kind of, real Chicago style pizza. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're not talking about something seasonal that pizza hut or Domino's might do. You know what I mean? Like there aren't to really do deep dish. I feel like you need like a place that's kind of dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. And man, Mr. Thompson, I got to tell you when I got home last night and you know, I'm, I'm talking to my sister. I'm like, all right, where's the, where are the goods? Cause I know Phil dropped the goods off and you got them. And, uh, he had wrapped it. It was still, still warm. Um, and I have to say like the ratio, like all the focus group testing that you and the family did, like you guys knocked it out. Like the ratio of like crust to cheese to, <laughs> to toppings and stuff like, man, I, like I texted Phil, <laughs> he had hit me up. He was like, yo, uh, have you tried it yet? And all I responded was damn. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess my first question for you will be is, has, has, has deep dish always been like your go-to style of pizza? Like how, or is it just specifically if you guys had never made that last trip, you know, the, the story could be completely different. So it was crazy. Um, we were in Milwaukee. Uh, we kind of go every year. The, the, the last, the time before that we went, uh, my friend took me to a place because we missed getting pizza in Chicago that time. He took me to another place in Milwaukee that did deep dish pizza. And it was just as good. And so I've always had an affinity to 
you know, deep dish style pizza. There was a place, I don't know if you all are young enough or old enough to remember um, Armand's. That's the only one. Armand's. The only one. In D.C. was the only place that you could get Chicago-style deep dish pizza. And I would go there on a weekend, and we I wore it out like it was nothing. And then when Uno's came out, I loved <laughs> Uno's, but it just wasn't the same. And so, but still, because I like, you know, deep dish, I would get my, my family was tired of me because we would go out to eat and they would get something. And I said, no, I want Uno's. <laughs> so we would have to go two places to eat because I wanted, I just have an affinity for deep dish pizza. And, but never, and you couldn't have told me this um, in a million years that I would be making pizza. Um we 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 um as a family set out in the beginning of 2020 to do real estate together. That was going to be our family business, and we were going to launch that and do all of that. And it never happened because the pizza thing just fell in our lap. And it's crazy, you know, how it just took off because I can't say that I'm I'm solely responsible or I can I can't you know, be braggadoce or um, arrogant about the flavor or any of those things. These are things that just evolve. And the fact that I, I, I don't know, I can't take credit for any of it because it just happened. Now, if I would have said, now I'm going to set out and do a pizza business and we're going to do this and I'm going to make this and this is going, then I, you know, I could see that, but this thing literally, it just happened. And I, I believe in God. I just know it was a God thing for me. That's where it was. That, I feel there that. It is. Like look Even at that, man. Pies. When you look at these pies, we came up with the salmon pesto because I have a friend. When she discovered that we were making pizzas, she doesn't do red sauce. She can't have red sauce. Nothing tomato based. So she asked if I could do a pie. Uh, other than red base. And the only thing I could think of was pesto. So when I went to buy the pesto, I saw smoked salmon. I said, that seemed like that might go. And so I just, I put the pie together just for her. The, the way you see it there is what is how I made it for her. Just because she couldn't eat, that's the one in the middle. Yep. Where you see it there is how I made it for her. And when the way she raved about the flavor and all of that, and then I hadn't even tasted it. When we tasted, I was like, yo, this is amazing, kind of. And we made it a thing. The 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 uh salmon pesto shy pie. And you can't be in DC and not, you know, pay homage to the city without a steak and cheese. So that's, that's how the steak and cheese came about. That's the one on the far, far the end. Far left, yeah. Yep. All right, so listen. I mean, I, I'm I'm the oddball out that has not tasted this uh this uh this deliciousness of a product. Uh, you know, like I said, we we gonna talk offline about. You know, I, I'm up for paying the, the the money to get it sent out here. Please believe that. So if we can get it frozen and sit out here. Trust me, we we can talk about that. But what I I guess in the, in the sense of like how you're, it's it's almost like it's organic, right? Everything that you're doing, how you're coming up with the recipes, or just surely by taste, which I think is also the beauty behind it, right? Like it's not forced, right? You're not trying to mimic anybody else. You're almost oh. coming up with it on your own. And I think that in itself is is 
the thing that draws people. Um, what? How much is the pie going for? And do you even sell them by slices, or do they got to buy that whole brick of pizza that that you got on there? Because I mean, damn, like that. First of all, I hope people are getting their curls in because that looked like that pie is heavy as hell. You can curl the pie. <laughs> that joint's got some weight to it. That is not a lie, for real. So uh, we did a whole year with a price point for the 10 inch, which is the large pies you just showed. We did a whole year with a price point of $30. And um, we did the veggie for 25 because it was it didn't have any meat. And um, we have and a, a part of our team, you know, our team got together and saw, uh, well, of course, there's an increase in the product, uh, cheese, and the cheese price fluctuates like monthly. And so, but for the most part, it's been trending upwards. So we're paying more for cheese and that kind of thing. And so uh, we discovered that families were buying the pies and people were saying, you know, we had a lot of calls of, what do we do with it? Because I can't finish it. We got a half a pie. Do they freeze? That's how we discovered they freeze well. And so um, um, we, we, we got together and I fought tooth and nail because I love the consumer. And um, my team was saying that we have to raise the price. We have to raise the price because uh, it's, 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 it's killing us. And so um, I fought and I said, okay, let's, let's do it at the beginning of the year. And then when the beginning of the year came, I still didn't feel comfortable. And then um, they were dead set. Okay, March. So we got to change the price. So as of March, the large 10-inch pies are $45. Um, and the um, the we we added a personal size pie that is eight 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 inches, and so uh, now people are buying uh, the personal size, who you know are single or it's just two of them where they can eat it and don't have to worry about storage or freezing it or that kind of thing. So uh, and as of May first, I'm rolling this out. On uh, the We Are Something Else podcast. Exclusive. Oh, we about to get the exclusive. This is the exclusive. I'm rolling it out with you guys. I'm I'm showing the love right here. Love it. Um, um, we're rolling out the DC flats. The DC flats. We're gonna do a flat crust pie, and uh, we're gonna pay homage to the city. So exclusively, this is exclusive on on We Are Something Else podcast. Um, so we're going to do a pie for each sector, southeast, northeast, uh, southwest, northwest. So the northwest pie, we're going to call it the Georgetown. And it's going to be a um, gyro pie. Because Georgetown had this place called Icaros that had the best gyros in the city. Everybody go to the Greek spot now, but Icaros was the spot. So that's the Northwest pie. The Northeast pie is going to be the shrimp boat. Shrimp boat is a notorious landmark in the city. And the shrimp boat pie is going to be a um, Thai chili shrimp pizza. Wow. And then we're rolling out for Southeast, we're rolling out the big chair. And the big chair, you if you're gonna pay homage to the city, you gotta do something with some mumble sauce. 
So the big chair pie is going to be chicken and mumble sauce. And last but not least, <laughs> the, 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 the Southwest pie, we're going to call the wolf. That's going to be a beer cheese and crab meat pie. Wow. Exclusively. Nobody else has heard it. We haven't even put it on social media yet. That's amazing. Because there was, okay, okay. First of all, we, pre we appreciate that exclusive. That, that, <laughs> as if incredible. I didn't need another reason to come back. That, that was five more <laughs> reasons you just gave me to come back. Uh, there, there was a question in there about, um, do you, or is that a certain point where you take special requests or have you thought about a seafood pizza? Uh, is that the, is that as close as we're going to get with the wharf or have you, have you started working on a seafood? Well, we, we were doing as a special, we never wrote it out as a menu item. The, um, the Thai chili shrimp pie. And it's literally, it's a veggie pie. And uh, we saute uh, plump shrimp with um, a, a, a chili sauce. And just the caramelization and all of that, we, and we drizzle that and put that into the vegetables, cover it, and then drizzle the top layer of cheese and the sauce with the Thai chili uh, shrimp I mean, the Thai chili sauce. And then after it comes out of the oven, we put the grilled shrimp on top of it. So it was amazing. And um, we, that was probably about as, that in the salmon pesto was probably about as close as we did in terms of a seafood pie. Because most cooks will tell you seafood and cheese don't go together. Um, so, but we came up with a recipe for this beer cheese and crab pie. And let me tell you, the um, focus group tested out of the roof. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> experience baking this pie. If, if you all have ever gone down to the wharf and smelled the crabs cooking, you can literally smell the beer and the crab. You get that whole experience baking this pie. My house smelled like we would slam at the wharf. And so, and then the taste of it is just, it's, it's, so it's, it's the uh, crust, mozzarella cheese, and then we, I, I have a wonderful beer cheese recipe, beer cheese, and we drizzle it with crab meat, lump crab meat, and then most people who eat crab in D.C. know that you can't have crab without your own little dipping sauce. So my wife and my son have a legendary sauce that's been in our family for years. We take that sauce and drizzle that over the pie and then sprinkle it with Obey and lights out. Um, wow. I uh, need a time machine so I can go forward in time so I can grab one of these May pieces May 1st. May 1st. Oh, we're about a week away. Yeah, we're uh, about a week away. So Elena has been post a right has been posting this uh, a couple times. Uh, she said, "Do you need taste testers for these pies?" First of all, uh, John, I believe he came by today at noon and got the pizza. Uh, a right is his his wife. They live literally one block over. They live on H Street. Are you serious? They they all they told they have offered up their oven. If you need an extra <laughs> oven, they have offered up you know taste testing if you if you need that. Um, so that that's a good segue. First of all, let me let me. Let me CB gave his testimony. 
And let me, let me give mine real quick. As if you don't, you shouldn't, people shouldn't already know what it is. I was mad that I gave CB that much pizza yesterday. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, I gave him too much. But, you know, that's he needed it. Um, and then um, I have an assault charge on me because I literally drove to La Plate and smacked my mother <laughs> after I finished that pie. And she yeah. picked up today, actually. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yes. Look, let me tell you. Amazing. 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 Um, and the exclusive is even better. Like, whew, we got CB. We got a lot of trips to take. Um, I want to know, are these going to be like, um, like different days of the week? You guys going to have these, um, like, are you just planning on having them, um, ready to go all the time or, or is, what's the, I guess, plan for the menu? Like how, wh- how do you guys work that currently? <laughs> so right now we use, we have an automated system, Toast Hat, and these things will be added to, um, the Toast Tab, um, these will be added to the Toast Tab menu. So when you go on line to order our Instagram or Facebook page and you click on order here, place order here, you'll be able to order the flats as well as the uh, deep dish. And we're not cross-pollinating the um, varieties. So you're not going to have a steak and cheese flat because we want people to buy a steak and cheese deep dish. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, um, those the staples will remain the staples, but these are the first four that we're coming out in terms of the DC flats. These are the first floor, and this is another exclusive. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let, me, let me get you back in the exclusive check, right? There you go. You're back in the exclusive. Night. I'm giving it to you, Phil. Oh my god, let's go. <laughs> so we have been in the lab sampling a, a vegan offer, and I'm proud to announce that on May 1st, we will also be having running a vegan deep dish, a steak and cheese, a vegan steak and cheese pie. Yeah, that's awesome. A vegan steak and cheese pie. Now, we will only do them in the personal size to start uh, because vegan cheese is so expensive. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how we can um, buy in bulk. Um, but eventually we'll roll out where you can get it in the 10 inch pan. And man, uh, we did a vegan uh, taste test the other night. and It tested through the roof as well for the uh, vegan steak and cheese. So I'm not vegan and I would love to try it. That's all I got. to yeah. uh, So two, two quick things. One, um, cause it hasn't come into play yet, but you were telling your story, how you started this business and nor, I don't think anybody had caught on to. You didn't say you bought a storefront and you're doing this out of a. Store. Where, where is where is this where is this place at? Like, if I want to get this pizza, where am I coming? So I I don't want to give my address out over the airway. We're doing it. This is a home based business for now, and I want you all to understand. I mean, no disrespect to any of our patrons, but I want you to understand. I have to live here, but when you when you go online and you place the order. The, the, the pickup address will be provided for you. And um, that's probably about as uh, much as I could give you Absolutely. without giving you my address. Absolutely. But, um, and we're, we're actively uh, in pursuit of another place. Um, but until then, it's a home-based business. And, you know, we've been blessed to um, 
survive uh, one week. We, this week is our uh, one year anniversary as an official business. Congratulations. So, in a pandemic. In a, pandemic. Yeah, in, a, in a pandemic. Yeah, in a pandemic. So I'm excited about, you know, what we've done thus far. And for somebody who never made a pizza before in their life, I never made a pizza before in my life up until this point. Um, we, we, we are making a uh, indelible mark in the pizza market, especially in D.C. So um I, I'm just, I'm ecstatic about, I, again, I could not have chosen this for my life in a million years. This was a God thing. And I got to underscore that. This was certainly a God thing. So Absolutely. And, um, and, and E, I want you to know, man, you're going to be the crash test, crash test homie for uh, the LA market. We got you. Please believe it. I look. I got. I got some people out here that are definitely put put you know put their two cents in. But yeah, man. Like I said, uh, we can get one out here, and you're gonna have uh, plenty of feedback in no time. You know. So we got to ship it to you frozen. Yeah. But again, they they re. I mean, um, they reheat well. They freeze well and they reheat well. Um, the first pie that we shipped frozen was in um, Tampa, Florida. And the, the people we sent it to had never tasted uh, what a fresh pie tastes like. But they said, you know, when they thawed uh, the pie out and put it in the oven and ate it, said, this thing is bananas. If the uh, fresh pie tastes better than this, then I'm all in. And we sent to them on the regular. Uh, and then when they're in the area, they, they always buy fresh as well. So... I know that they translate well in terms of mail orders. So that part is good, but we just haven't shipped one as far as uh, Los Angeles. Cool. Uh, I'm sorry, Emma, because there's a, there's a lot of common interaction that, that they want Grant to answer a couple of questions. Uh, so Eric Coney has posed a couple of, uh, Eric, people don't know who Eric is. That's Pops. That's my dad. Uh, he has posed two things towards you. One, uh, he's first of all, he's a really good photographer, and he posts. Could he come and shoot your process? Could he, you know, take some I professional, take some professional pictures for you? Absolutely, I would love that. And uh, now he's talking about uh, investing. So there's there's that conversation too. Y'all can you can, he has your number. Y'all can talk offline about that. Absolutely, I'm well. I, I welcome that conversation as well. There we go. Yo, Favorite he wants pie. a pie named after E. That hater pie. Great, understand. There, there, there's a lot of banter going on that you'll understand uh, in a little bit later on in this segment. That uh, that's the reason why I keep getting the business from uh, pops online. But uh, it's all it's all good. With all, um, real quick, I know one of the things I, I think you had mentioned it was, you know, how like everything's come about and being a home-based business and, and, you know, what is your, what's your day like? Like as far as like, as, as far as receiving orders to waking up to like, when do you shut it down? And I know, you know, I, somebody very close to me, uh, Patty Cake Piper that's on here, you know, uh, that literally tears up an oven. Uh, I think she just launched something not too long ago where she spent about like almost 15 hours in the, in the kitchen, just baking stuff. Um, how is your oven doing? And like I said, what's your normal process of a day? So we, we've been through an oven. So the oven that came with the house, we burnt that out. 
And uh, right now we, we're using, uh, it's still a, a home oven, but it's convection. And so convection gives us the capability of, you know, cooking pies in 20 minutes. Um, but um, I think we have a capacity to cook six pies uh, uh, at one time. And you're talking about 25, 30 minutes per pie when you have a full capacity. So if, if, if I'm running my oven and I got four pies in the big oven and we have two auxiliary uh, convection oven countertops. So if I'm run, running my ovens, um, the more pies that are in there, the longer it's gonna take. Um, so that's that process. Um, in terms of us being in the kitchen, um, we operate Wednesday through uh, Saturday. So we're closed Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I pastor a church and um, I pastor a church and I have to make time for that. And then I'm, I'm a family man. I'm, I'm married with two sons. They're grown, uh, married themselves, but I got grandsons and um, we need time to spend with them. And so, um, and th the other thing is, uh, it's been such a blessing. I've been able to hire uh, my youngest son as my assistant. So that, you know, that in and of itself has been a blessing. And then because of that, I get to see my grandsons almost at least four days a week. So I'm excited about that. Um, but uh, the, the, the time we spend, it, it, it's, it's a labor of love. So it doesn't feel, you know, like a chore or it's not, you know, tedious because we're doing something we literally love to do. And I'll go out to the cars uh, when we deliver uh, curbside. I'll go out and meet, you know, the people that are buying the product. I'll ask them, you know, how they found out about it. Uh, ask them if this is your first time. Oh man, get ready for an experience and that whole thing. And 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 I, I just, I. This is how I probably would like to be treated if I was supporting you know, uh, 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 up and coming uh, upstart business. And I tried to give that in doses, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that's become a, a, a staple of our product because people know when they come, they're going to get good customer service. They're going to feel the love. They're going to taste the love. So he's not the only one getting the, the hate yeah. from pops. Shame <laughs> on you, Cleo. He said, I'm just going to change my address to the kitchen. But <laughs> I mean, I think this kind of goes for Piper, too. But like I can think of many worse things than a house that smells like full of pizza or baked goods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> and listen, let me tell you, the neighbors, because the first thing I thought it would become problematic because you have. um four or five people pulling up at the same time and, you know, vying for, I live on a, a residential block. So DC people cherish their, their parking spaces, but you, you know, you got people that drive up to pick up pizza curbside and they're pulling in somebody's space. Now they're going to, they're not going to be there a long time, but I know my neighbors, you know, were trying to figure out why, what are they doing out of there? You know? <laughs> Why do all, all these people keep pulling up? You know, I don't want them to think we were doing drugs, but they know me, so they know we're not doing drugs. So some of them were so bold as to ask me, you know, what's going on. And I said, yeah, we started making pizza, and it's just 
taken off. So now our neighbors are some of our best customers. Our, some, our neighbors are our focus group. <laughs> and, you know, we roll out, and, and I do that intentionally because I just want them to be on board. Keep because, them happy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, but I'm excited about this and, you know, how this thing is taking off, where it's going, and it is, in regards to, you know, a Black-owned business, it is something that we weren't taught, but something that we kind of came to understand legacy. And, and I want to be able to leave a legacy in the earth for my two grandsons and my grandchildren to come. And this is the thing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, so A. Wright, she really wants to help you out. Look, she got a, she's, she's offering up a convection oven and she's, does convection. and she she's about to get her husband to clear out the driveway so you have extra parking for your customers and he's got to walk one one block over to come to come uh to come to your well, spot. she could come by if she just want to get a whiff of the aroma she could just stop by the crib yeah just open the door for her. um so you talk about legacy that's just a good segue um so what's the plan what's what's next for the DC shot pie. Um, so what's it's, two, it's a two parter. So what's next, and then with growth because at a certain point you you I mean you you're going to outgrow your current location, when um, it becomes more of a commercial. Are you worried about losing kind of the branding if you if you expand? That's always a concern because um, I've seen a lot of businesses. Um, organically grow and then you know when they launch out too soon they lose the thing that you know brought people to the door um you know people like and you can't you can never underestimate um the power of a crowd online because people like that and sometimes you try to oversatisfy that um and expand and what people were coming for was the fact that Every time I came here, there was a line around the block. And now it's an experience. Yeah, it's it's the whole experience. And now um, I can just walk up. It's not the same. And so you have to kind of balance those two. Um, Because of COVID, COVID in terms of going forward in a business model, COVID has shown us that uh, sit-down restaurants and that kind of overhead is not the thing anymore. And um, not so much pop-up, but uh, where people can come and just pick up or DoorDash can come and just pick up and, you know, shoot it out and delivery, or people can walk up and, you know, pick up an order. That's really what's trending in terms of uh, uh, dining now. And you have some of the most gourmetest meals uh in a bag now and not on a white, you know, tablecloth setting um, because people have pit businesses and restaurants have pivot and, and they have to go with the trend of how people are, how consumers are buying now. And so I, I want, it was originally, I would like to put a DC shy pie in like every major city. Um, with the same, you know, walk-up concept, 
And I would also like to see the DC Shopify in grocery stores and frozen food sections. Um, same way you see, well, Giordano has it so that you can only go to Giordano and get them, but they have them. But I'd like to see them in Wegmans or Trader Joe's or, you know, places like that. Um, so that's kind of, you know, where we're headed and, and what we're looking at uh, futuristically. But um, I'm excited for where we are right now. I don't want to. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't want to just <laughs> miss the opportunity that we have now trying to forecast for the future. Absolutely. So I'm just in the moment enjoying where we are right now in my kitchen, loving on my wife and my, my grandsons and my, my son and my daughter-in-law, you know, we're here and making good product and serving the community. I, I love this space we're in right now. Do you cater? Um, we can, but we haven't now. So we've done a corporate lunch. This guy ordered 30 pies from us and we had to make them stay up all night making pies and deliver them to Chantilly. So uh, we, 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 we have the, the capability of doing it, but uh, we just haven't. We have thought about a food truck. I have. I don't think I don't think that's the model I want to go in terms of business. I, I would do it not as something that I did every day, but something that I could access for like um, big events. So, you know, like um, uh, Final Four games or the Super Bowl or Redskins Sundays, you know, how to just go out on Sundays just to, and it would be primarily for promotions. And, you know, of course we're selling pies, but, you know, for promotional use. But not something that, you know, we would pull up and people, because that space, it's hard to, a lot of work would have to go into um, having enough pizzas to satisfy a crowd for a food truck, because of just by virtue of the um, oven time. Right. Right. Um, before we transition, fellas, you got any, anything? I. I, I just, I, I mean, I'm speechless. I just, like I said, Grant, we just need to talk after this so we can get that pizza out here, brother. Cause, and I guess I might have to definitely take a trip back to the East Coast to get, uh, to get the. Um, no, you gonna you gonna be the crash test, homie. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, I, I was just gonna okay. say, you, like, you can hear the excitement in your voice, Grant. So it's one of those things where we know that it's genuine. Um, we can. We can feel, you know, the the passion and everything that that, that the family is putting in, you know, to the business. So I think that that's something that, um, as a new consumer and a fan of what you guys are doing, like that's the kind of environment that keeps people coming back. And you know, and I, to me, I think that that probably lends itself to why I I don't know if there's a way to capture it, but I have to imagine a vast majority of your customers got to be repeat customers. Cause once you have it once, like there's no, there's no way I'm not getting another DC shy pie after, you know, eating what I had yesterday. So um, I think that uh, it's, it's exciting um, to, to hear your story. And uh, I think that just based off of uh, what we can hear from your voice that there, you know, the, the passion for the success is there. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. CB. Thanks. 
and and this is why we we started the the black business series grant uh first of all it, we were on we were doing audio before the pandemic right and we were we were trying to get ready to figure out how we we're going to do live shows and you know it, it it became it started getting more involved because we wanted to evolve in this show and do something different but then the pandemic hit and it it forced us to find a means of doing you know still doing the show without being in the same room and then boom this platform comes along and we're able to to do you know transition our show to video now and take it to the next level and then we were sitting here and you know we were everybody was hurting during the quarantine and I know businesses were suffering and we sat in and we decided you know let's spotlight you know there's a lot of black businesses that that are the that need the business right now are suffering and what we found was a lot of the businesses were thriving. Like we haven't had any any stories thus far that you know people were were hurting, but you know it was it's good to hear that people are thriving. You know, no matter how it may feel, like you know people may not be thriving, but a lot of these businesses we've featured are thriving, and a couple of them have been started during the pandemic. So what you have here is uh, the product. First of all, is amazing, but again, like. I feel like I've only I've only talked to you since Sunday. Our, our relationship goes back as far as Sunday, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. I feel uh, likewise, man. And and I feel like you know, just you know, it's just like I could feel the the how you push the family environment, which is which is amazing. And we always thank people for taking their time out, you know, and doing and sitting in with us because this your time is your time. You could be doing anything else, absolutely. But we want to thank you for sitting down with us tonight and spending your time with us. So real quick, man, mm -hmm. I got a question. How did you guys come together? Uh, so me and CB, mm -hmm. uh, we worked together. Uh, and one day, we, we, our banter goes as far as he sat on one side of the wall and I sat right on the other side. We would just have these conversations. And it, some day. people walked by and think we were funny. And then one of our co-workers, uh, Educated Queen, who's not on here tonight, she said, you guys should start a podcast. Uh, if I had to say her name, because if I didn't credit her for being the <laughs> the idea behind us getting together, we're both uh, getting messages. After yeah, the we're show. getting messages. So, <laughs> but she said we should have a a podcast, and then I knew we a guy that was wanting to get in the podcast. And he was actually the fourth member. He recently left the show, but we were doing the show at we were did a test a test pilot at his house, and it just turned into look. Oh, come back next week. Come back next week. Then he became an unofficial third member. And then you talk about E right here. I've known E for, I mean, 20 plus years. And he moved out to Cali and the Kobe issue happened. Kobe passed. Yeah. And so we had him on the show to just get the pulse of what was going on in LA. Just, you know, just to try to feel somewhat close to it. And then he came back and then he kept coming back. And then somehow he got the password and he just logs in every week. <laughs> and E is just here. Wow, <laughs> but no, that's my brother. No, I, I love you. Uh, he just, he just was moving to uh, LA in June. Nice. So we're going to be actually coming out there um, because at some point we got to help her transition. From she lives in Long Island, New York now, so we got to help her transition from Long Island to um, LA. So we'll be coming out there, but I'd, I'd like to get prior, you know prior to that, prior to June. Nice. Um, so let's again, Grant Thompson. If you just, if y'all just joined us, this is Grant Thompson from 
the DC shop high. Uh, so let me let's do one thing, Grant, because you're not not getting off that. Okay. Sorry, just, just want to hug him. Inspirational. <laughs> that's that's Noah the Great. Noah the Great say he just wants to hug you. Says inspirational. There it is. Uh, I think he's got Ooh. one more shot. One more shot, then he'll be. You know, he'll have his COVID vaccine. So let's do this. Uh, so we give it. We gave you some homework. Okay. And I told you it was going to come up. So this is the top three. This is where we ask our guests their top three movies of all time, their top three albums of all time, because movies and music are very diverse, and we know we're going to get a, a bunch of different answers. And I am, I can't wait to hear. Uh, start with your movies. What are your, your top three movies of all time? Okay, number one, Coming to America. Number two, for the hip-hop in me, 8 Mile. Okay. Um, and number three, Harlem Nights. Hmm. I'm a fan of Eddie Murphy. So are we. So yeah. we've heard we've heard the Coming to America. Uh, Eight Mile is a, a great movie. We didn't we haven't heard that one. We haven't heard Harlem Nights one either. But classic. Look, you can't go wrong with Arsenio and Eddie in those classic scenes. Harlem Night that that whole entourage he put together with the Richard all the the big comedians classic it's a, it was an amazing movie um classic let's do your albums all right um top album so the gospel in me um Go you all, have you all heard of commission yes no. actually yeah, yeah okay. okay go back and listen to commission anything commission but my favorite commission album was number seven and they got some um, Run DMC stuff on there. Um, just they changed the game for contemporary gospel. And then, secondly, um, anything mint condition. I'm a mint fan. I'm I'm a musician too. So nice. I, I like I like musicianship. I was at the 9:30 Club when they did um, uh, mint condition that live album. Yes, sir. I took my son there. We were there. So amazing album. Amazing. Men condition. And then um the jazz in me is Marcus Miller. I love I love Marcus Miller. I know Marcus Miller. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Three three albums or artists that we, we haven't gotten thus far on the show. See, this is this is why we do yep. it. Um that's great. Uh let's get ready to do this. and and, and, and kind of like a, a close Third, don't hate me for this, but Tony Braxton's first album, I fell in love with it. And, and Tony Bra the one yeah. produced by Babyface. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. Album, that, that was an amazing album. Yeah, uh, three of those songs were in the, on the Boomerang soundtrack, and Boomerang exactly, is one of my favorites. Exactly, and that's exactly. all around. See, I, I know music too, man. That, that's, that's a good album. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I'll tell you what you can go wrong with. <laughs> you go wrong with you when you put. Eating control of a segment on the show, right? All right. <laughs> so this is the is it just E segment? All right. So E is going to give you an unpopular opinion or something he's thinking on at the moment, and it, it typically brings the worst out of the people in the comments. So um, I don't know. Look, I, I've seen the picture. Uh, I can only imagine what he's about to say. Um, so let's just let's just get with it. Go ahead. He set it up. <coughs> All right. Um, Grant, again, you know, uh, 
first I would like to say I apologize for the comment section that's uh, that you're about to see. Um, they really uh, dislike my segment. Um, you know, it, it just really stirred <laughs> those emotions. Up, you know what I mean? But that's what they brought me here for. That's why they allow me to have the password to keep coming back and keep coming back. Right. Right. Um, but like you said, he kind of set it up for me. You know, it's not necessarily an unpopular opinion. It's really just how I feel and I stand on it and I would, uh, dare. Oh, devil's advocate. Huh? Kind of devil's advocate. Yeah. A uh, little bit, a little bit. Okay. I, I, okay. Again, I did this last week. Well, hold on, Cleo. Take that down real quick so I can give him okay. the, so I can give him the starter. Take that down. So just to kind of give you a preference of what it is. Right. Um, so one of the ones that still to this day haunts me, which I don't care. I'll fight anybody that, you know, has it. Um, but I said lemon pepper wings are the nastiest flavor wings that there are out there. Er? See? <laughs> see? And 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 that's see, so that reaction is you about to see in the comments. So now Clay, go ahead and put it up. In honor of uh, you know, Mr. Thompson that's on here uh supplying us with these great deep dish pizzas. Um I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there and have everybody go ahead and come at me. I don't care. But is it just E? But uh, Hawaiian pizza style pizza, it shit is the, it's the worst. It's not even supposed to be together. You do not have You do not have cold fruit on a hot pizza. Now, I understand the combination of the pineapple and the ham, and that's cool and all, but you don't put that shit on a pizza. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, look, Mr. Thompson, I'm not a part of your family. I'm not a part of the focus group, but I promise you, please do not put this on your menu because ain't nobody checking for the Hawaiian flavor pizza. All I'm saying is, it shit is nasty. All is, right? is this shots fired for Kalia? Uh, it shots fired for anybody that feels like <laughs> fruit on a hot ass pizza is a good idea. That's all I'm saying. That's so, it. Okay, so it's for me, it's a flavor profile. Yeah. And people like what they like. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's not everybody, but people like what they like. And if somebody likes ham and cold fruit on their pie, you know, who am I to say that they're wrong? I, and, I'll, and I'll preface this because Popsicle, he's really going to disown me if I keep saying it. Uh, the the white man called it the Hawaiian pizza, right? And that's not what it is, right? It's just a name. Who did that now? Say it again. The the, the white man right, <laughs> with the name Hawaiian pizza, right? Because that is not indicative of my of my 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 secondary <sighs> that is on this show. That they they do not take kindly to that name based upon this bum ass pizza that they have on here, right? <laughs> so we will preface it by saying pineapple on pizza with ham is terrible. It just it doesn't it doesn't need to go on there. That's just me. I, I I'll get your thoughts. Uh, I'll save Cleo for last because he clearly seems to uh, feel some type of way. So, uh, uh, Mr. Thompson, how, how do you feel about that? So again, you know, it's it's a personal preference. Um, I didn't like anchovies. I didn't like the idea of anchovies on anything until I tried it. And now I can't eat a a, a real good, legit um, Caesar salad. You can't have it without anchovies because anchovies they they bring the they bring the noise. Yep. Um, and and I got a friend who does anchovies and olives on his pizza. 
is one of the reasons why, you know, people, we, when we started, we first started, we used to put olives on the pizza, but we had so many people and we included it as one of the main ingredients for our veggie. We had so many people that would request no olives to the point where we stopped buying them because I would buy cans of olives or jars of olives and they were just, I got olives sitting in my pantry now that we haven't used. And so I, I just think it's a personal preference. You know, I've had people ask, uh, can we put pineapples on the pizza? Can you add pineapples? Tell them no. <laughs> Tell them no. <laughs> Tell them, matter, matter, fact, matter, of fact, matter of fact, have them call me and I'll respond by saying, hell no, we don't do that here. <laughs> keep it moving. You better buy one of these other amazing pizzas that I got on this menu. So let's do this. We'll make a recording and put your voice on it. And when people request pineapples, y'all in it push that right there, and that'll be the answer. Yeah, your voice. That sounds like an incredible idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't hate on nobody who wants pineapples on their pizza. The same way my wife has this thing where I grew up putting sugar on grits. That's just the way I grew up. But they, they salt, pepper, and butter people. I can't hate on the fact that that's how she like it. But when I make grits, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these comments <laughs> are taking me out I told of you, here. I told you, it, it, gets, it, it brings out the worst in people. <laughs> now, if you put spam. <laughs> right. Yes. I and Listen, I again, I preface it by oh, saying man. the white man. <laughs> Called it the Hawaiian pizza. But anyway, uh, CB, where are you at with this? Man, so I feel like these toppings are so divisive because they're either you're like E and it, they don't belong on pizza at all, or it's like your favorite style of pizza in the world. Like, and so I feel like I'm kind of an oddity because I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, it's not my favorite at all, but. It is one of my brother's favorites. So you better believe we do get it ordered quite a bit. Um, and I don't have a problem with it. No, it's one of those things where um, there are other fruits that I think certainly would be way worse on a pizza than pineapple is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you were telling me that pineapple ham pizza was going away forever. Otherwise I got to, you know, give up like my left pinky toe. Like I'm keeping my left pinky toe. Like I'm not giving that up for, 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 for this specific pizza, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's, it doesn't deserve a spot on someone's menu personally. Let me ask you, E, what did pineapple uh, pizza do to you? You know, <laughs> there's a gang out in LA, the it, pineapples, it, they no, mugged them. No, nah, you know, pine pineapples are cool. I, again, I, I I think like you said, Greg, it's the the, the pineapples you you ingest like you think of them being like cold. You know what I mean? Like, and right. then you have this. You 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 always want that piping hot pizza that's that's just hot enough to where the cheese is not sticking on the lid, but just enough to where you know you're gonna enjoy it. You know, throughout the process. Here's the other piece. If you don't finish that, you then have to warm it up. And now you got a hot pineapple sitting on your damn pizza, which then is only just Fs up the pizza even more. I'm trying not to cuss because we trying to keep this on YouTube. So, uh, you know, that's just where it's at with me. That's all. But I would love to hear from Kaleo because he's too quiet. And I know he's got something to say about this situation. 
so obviously he has a new, new nickname is I'm gonna call him um <clears throat> uh Eric Chauvin <laughs> because he's right I feel like I'm being racially profiled right now right uh with the Hawaiian pizza and, wow. and I'm and, and I'm kind of Patty Cake Piper said it best like I can this is not one of my favorites like I can do without the ham I'm not a big ham fan in general so the ham and pie I've had it before it's okay but it, I've when I order a pizza, this is I haven't ordered a Hawaiian style pizza in probably 15 plus years. So the ham I can do without. I do like pineapples on my pizza though. It's not a it's not a it's not a staple, but it can be a go-to. So do you like take offense to um the title Hawaiian pizza? Uh, nah, I mean, I feel the same way about it as Hawaiian punch, like yeah, whatever, you know, it's, it's yeah. just a name. Uh, doesn't you know? I know who I am. I know what you know what it is. So I'm not affected by it. But um, yeah. So I just not one of my favorite pizzas. Uh, but I tell you which one is one of my favorite pizzas. I had this delicious sausage and pepperoni pizza from the DC Shy Pie the other day, which is now literally. I, I I told a couple people like this is not only did it jump in the top three of pizza places that I've had in my life. I think it, it may have jumped to number one. Um, and I, I got plans to get a steak and cheese from you tomorrow, Grant. I will, I'm going to see my order. It's going to come through, and I'm going to go two blo- one block over to my, my boy's house, and we're going to dissect this pie. Uh, probably, like, two men shouldn't dissect the pie, but we're going to, we're going to tear this pie up together um, tomorrow night. So look out for that. But, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I'm, I'm torn with the, the Hawaiian thing, E. Um, I said I'm not a big fan of pineapples, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. Nice. Uh, where are we at? All Here I'm going to say is we are. Okay, so I told you on top of all that, Grant, we are big sneakerheads, um, so big that it needs its own entrance, and, and you know we need to spotlight everything. Uh, I know that's probably I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it's probably people in the comments that are telling me not to uh, not to hit the button a couple times. That's the only way I do because when you have a guest on, I act like I don't have any home training, and but I'm like. <laughs> People, if if you're new to the show, you don't understand. You got to understand us. You have to understand what we like. All right, we're just having a little bit of fun, right? <laughs> All right, uh, CB, uh, what you got for the, the copper drop this week? Um, so for copper drop this week, we're switching it up. We're not just doing one specific shoe, but we're doing an entire drop that uh, Adidas is doing. So um, if you've been following along with what Adidas has been doing for the last couple of months, they've been doing a lot of collabs with their ZX line. And um, so... 
a few actually a few weeks ago they they dropped some ultra boosts that they did a collaboration with lego and those were were pretty dope um sold out and so now they're extending that to the zx8000 model um and they're releasing six different colorways um internationally they drop either tomorrow or saturday in the us these are dropping in uh in may on um the 8th so um there it's 140 bucks there's six different colors um the me i grew up with legos and i think that uh we will attribute my brother growing up to become an engineer because of legos um so there's something like kind of cool and nostalgic about um the product. And so I think that they're really dope. Um, I'm a fan of the ZX line that Adidas does. Um, so I'll probably try to get at least one of these colors, but, um, yeah, for me, these are a cop. Uh, and you know, I think that it's one of those things where if people don't necessarily like the shoe itself, maybe they like one of the six different colors that they're releasing in or something like that. But um, yeah, copper drop this week, uh, the Legwin Adidas ZX8000. Um, and for me, the at least one of the colorways, one way or another, will be a cop. Um, yeah, I, I think the only color resonates, you know, I like the yellow. Um, so I would say cop. Uh, which one in specific? Uh, yeah, probably the the yellow out of all of them. Yeah, I I, I think was it that is that the gray one? I mm-hmm. think the gray one for me only because I feel like it's a change of pace, different color. Um, you know, the bright colors is, is what it is. Uh, but uh, you know, in some of those colors, you you can't wear in certain locations out here. <laughs> You know, we'll keep it neutral. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll stay with the gray. Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of the gray ones too. Yeah. Kind of like what uh what Pops was saying though. Instead of stepping on Legos, now you'd be stepping out in Legos. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Right. Um. All right. So from there, we transition into for the soul. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, so Grant, you're the guest. I, I told you about the shoes. Did you bring any shoes, first of all? So I'm like steps away from where the shoe is. Okay. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Um, you can, we'll, uh, we'll hold off for you. Uh, we'll have amongst yourselves. Yep. In a second. And let me grab some shoes. There you go. Man, this is like. All I'm saying is that no one needs to try to contact Kaleo or John tomorrow <laughs> afternoon because they will be asleep. <laughs> After they eat I'm that bringing pizza. A, I'm bringing my uh, sleeping bag. Right, yeah. You might be going over there maybe midday. I have no idea when you're you're getting over there, but if it's like past seven seven p.m., I'm I'm I know not to send you a, a text. Let's uh let's start with um Noah. Noah uh, sent in his for the soul. Mm. I know, right? Mm. Those are um which one? Uh, which dunks are those, CB? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't have the uh the name, but yet. those are fire. Yeah, those yeah, are- yeah, those are dope. Um, yeah, Noah sent that to me. He was like, "Yo, how can I get it for the souls?" I just sent me the picture. <laughs> uh, but no, those are dope. Uh, I can't remember the name of them because uh, those were ones that I don't. Do we? Even, we may have featured those. Or, I don't remember because we've done a lot of dunks. A lot of dunks, and um, oh, these aren't the ones with the Chinese. Like the Chinese, they, they look kind of similar to yeah. to those ones. 
Um, right. Yeah, those are different. I just don't have the uh, the name off the top. Uh, Grant, so you're the guest. You want to go uh, City Marker? C- City Marker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are dope. Grant, you're oh. the guest. Do you want to go first or last? It can be any sneaker. It doesn't have to be a dunk or anything. No, do whatever you want. Yep. All right, so Space Hippies. Hey. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. How comfortable are those? Very, very comfortable. I've never owned a pair of Yeezys. I don't know if I'm getting myself in trouble by saying that. But <laughs> my son has, and my son said that they're a little more comfortable than his Yeezys. So interesting. Nice. Yeah, saying something. Nike Did space. We... And the beautiful thing about this shoe is made of all recycled um, materials, right? Recycled material. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's a green thing too. Yep. Dope. Superfly, I think he wanted those, right? I think he, he at least one of the the styles of them. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, these have been uh, featured on the show before, but uh, from all the L's that we have taken on <laughs> app, um, and how uh, I was a part of the first L that I took on StockX when I thought that some some serious heat was coming my way, that. Uh, I forgot about the second heat that came with it. Uh, you know, the shots fired and I caught the second one. Um, but uh, Brother CB knows about these. And, uh, you know, I, I consider us, you know, close to the point where the Air Max one is just, uh, it's just, it's it's almost like it's a family thing, right? So, True. Yes. You know. Yes. You know I had to CB. I, I'm, you know, it, and I ain't got to show it that much because CB already gave it all the grace that it needs. But I will put it out there to make sure that it has that green on there as well. You did nice, but the clot Air Max ones, nice. golly, wow. CB got those in the background. I do got them in the background. <laughs> That that's how that's how that's how serious the shoe had to be in the collection. There was no way that I was not going to be able to live with myself if I had all these Air these uh, Air Max ones and these weren't a part of the collection. So, yeah. No, no. Are no. you keeping the stock like tan laces? Or are you going to switch to the red laces? I'm glad you asked, uh, there, brother, uh, because uh, for that same reason. Uh, I'm going to keep the uh, tan laces because I think they go so very well. Hey! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's get that exclusive in there. No, is that a, is that a we got something else. Dope. Dope. Merch. Hey, how can I get, 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 get my hands on the merch? I'm a, look, when I, I'm a, I'll drop one off. When I when I get a pizza from you, we're gonna make an even exchange. All right, go, we go about it. We go about our business. Let's do it. We got we got yeah. So you know they they will go. Is that the white one or the cream one? That that that's the cell one. Okay. Yeah. And then this is the white one right here. Let's Dope. go. That's nice. Okay. Dope. So, you know, we got merch coming, everybody. You know, thank you for that. Uh, for that live CB, I definitely you know know what to do with it. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna keep those laces in there um until we uh venture out to some more colorways of the other you know we are something else shirts and then that we'll works get it yeah. going. Um I'm going to piggyback on Grant because we haven't even mentioned it today, but today is Earth Day. And Ooh. so um Grant actually having shown the space hippie kind of ties into what I'm showing. Um different brand pops don't <laughs> don't don't hate me. Uh but this is we got three stripes. 
Um, these are the Alpha Bounce ones that Parlay did. So for people that are familiar with Parlay, they yeah. uh, they deal with um, recycled plastics in the ocean and repurposing them. So the upper is actually made from like this recycled like Parlay material. So nice. um, the, these are dope for that reason. This is uh, are they white or green? These are white. They have green, like teal accents yeah. on mm. there. Yeah, they almost look glow in the dark. Yeah, and because they're they're super like white, uh, but then they got like a, a gum bottom, which I'm a huge fan of, of that. But um, I've actually had these for a while, and uh, as you can see, they still got a tag on them because um, I haven't worn them yet. But uh, these are I, I've got a couple pairs of Adidas Parlay shoes. Um, and I figured today was, you know, a great day to, to spotlight those because, you know, it's Earth Day. Earth Day. <laughs> Hold it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Got to mess with right. my camera. So, yeah, I went with something deep into the collection, too, that I actually found because we were getting work done to the house. And as I was putting stuff back, I was just opening boxes. Oh, my God. I forgot I, I had these. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know the you know what Nike box that is, right? Yep. Um, so what's inside though? We got the Air Jordan 1 All-Stars from like, these were like 3 years ago. I think wow. they, oh. they, they may have only touched the ground once or twice <laughs> cuz I, I forgot I had them. them. I forgot I had them. But Those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like a like chameleon paint. Like everything is a a different color as you get around it. It just kind of mm -hmm. transforms. Those are hot. But, yep. Can't and go the wrong with ones? Got the, the, like the chameleon aglet as well. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. Oh, man. Is it? Wow. An hour and 40 minutes has blown by. Um, but, well, again, for everybody that's joining us, who, uh, if this is your first time joining us, we are something else. You can find us everywhere. Just Google us. But we're on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, iTunes, just every everywhere you can get your podcasts or your downloads, find us there. Uh, if you're first time joining us, please like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know that that means something to somebody somewhere. Um, but again, we want to thank um, Mr. Grant. Uh, let me find, I'm gonna do you right. There we go, Mr. Grant Thompson, for joining us for our Black Business series. Like, amazing show, amazing show, great show. Um, Grant, what people? What can we find you at? So we're on um, Facebook uh, and Instagram as the DC Shy Pie on Facebook and Instagram, and um, we have we have a website, but it's under construction now. But mm -hmm. I'll give it to you now. It's the DC Shy Pie dot com, and um, it it'll it should be up and running by the time we roll out the. Um, by the time we roll out the flats, the DC. Let's go. But you can you can reach us right now on Instagram or on Facebook at the DC Shot Pie. Man, I cannot wait for that mumbo, that chicken and mumbo, mumbo pizza. <laughs> yeah, Are that might be a May first order. <laughs> oh, and I have, yeah, May, that that's gonna be a good rollout. Um, but again, yeah. Uh, and what can they order? Uh, do you order through Instagram? You order through yeah. So there's a um, there's a link on Instagram and on Facebook. It says place order here. You click on that, and it'll take you right to our toast tab page. And um, it's kind of it it it'll uh, it's it's 
very self-explanatory. It'll take you through the process. And you can order, you can delete, or you can add uh, toppings and that kind of thing. And it'll check you out and tell you what time your pickup is. Everything but pineapples. Damn yeah. right. <laughs> and no, no pineapples. <laughs> All right. Uh, Grant, hang on in the room for a little bit. We'll talk to you off camera. But uh, again, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, look at these last comments. Uh, uh-oh. There's, there's a couple people want to say... Can I do a shout out? Oh, yeah. Shout oh, yeah. out. Who you want to shout out? Go ahead. Shout out to the whole DC Shot Pie team. Shout out to my wife, Margaret. And um, I saw Joy Cates Pearson on there. Shout out to Joy. Um, I want to shout out to Marcus because Marcus is the person who kind of connected. It's like six degrees to this uh, We Are Something Else podcast. Yep. And Marcus told Eric, Eric, Eric told uh, Kaleo, and here we are. And Absolutely. So, and now I know, you know, all of you guys, E. Rich and CB, and man, I'm I'm just ecstatic to be um, a part of you all's family, and I'm 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 ecstatic to have you all as a part of the DC Shop. Hey, look, it, it full circle for sure, because it's one of those gems where you don't know unless somebody tells you, and then when they tell you, like it's so good, like you got I got to run and tell somebody else. And then yep. that person got to run, and it's just the word of mouth, and it's just amazing. Uh, and it's it's always good to to promote positivity or something positive that's happening in times like this. So, but yeah, you, this is not the end of it because again, we got we got three exclusives tonight. We want to appreciate you for that. Um, and then look, this look at this is your platform. If, if you ever need to come back and give more exclusives or drop more dimes, just communicate. And, we'll, we'll, and you know what, I'm gonna stay here. That every time we do, we roll out something different or, or roll out something new, you guys are gonna be the first people that we're gonna drop it. I love let's that. Do, let's do it. Um, yeah. All right, y'all. We are something else. Grant, stay in the room. See y'all. Peace. Peace.